0: Hello and welcome to episode sixty-four of the Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by the wonderful Julie Wright, who is an entrepreneur, speaker, sleep ambassador, and founder of We Sleep, alongside being the author of the book Natural Sleeper. Thank you so much for coming back to the show, Julie.
1: Yes, I'm happy to be back. It's been great. We had a great conversation last time. And I love that you're now looking at the behind the scenes, it sounds like. So I'm happy to talk about that today.
0: Amazing. Yes, indeed. So in the last episode, listeners, Julie and I talked a lot around the importance of sleep for your body and for your mind, and we explored so many different ways that you can start to take the steps to improve your quality of sleep, which will have a massive impact on the way that you feel every day. So, be sure to rack that one up on the playlist if you missed it. It's definitely one to go back and listen to. And today, Julie, let's let's get straight into it. Um, let's start with when you set up your business. What was it that inspired you to become a business owner and set up We Sleep?
1: I suppose it's like what uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to do, which is to solve a problem, right? So, uh, and the problem started with me. So all of a sudden I I went from being an excellent sleeper, like literally, um, you know, sleeping eight to nine hours and feeling refreshed, you know, practically most days to not being able to sleep properly. Now it was linked to life events, both personal and professional and it led me to uh, experience poor and poorer sleep. And in the beginning, I was sort of ignoring it. And I think I let a, a couple of years go by that way, you know, just sort of surviving and knowing that I should do something about it. But I didn't. Ultimately, I went to a, um, you know, my doctor and I was prescribed uh, sleeping pills which had a terrible effect on me. I just really didn't like them. Um, in fact, they made me very anxious, <laughs> which was strange because it really shouldn't. Um, and and then very groggy during the day. And I just knew it wasn't something that I I should do uh, use you know long term. Um, so it started with being an insomniac myself for a number of years, but I actually didn't do much about it in the beginning. I then uh, later on decided to try natural options. So I explored many many uh both psychological and uh also alternative medicine solutions, you know, to to help me sleep better. Yeah. And those worked uh and and were supportive. And I think over time um I still didn't think I would do a business out of it. This didn't come until later. Uh, it, it came at a point where I I thought, oh, what could I do? And this was one of the ideas that, that I had. And I'm glad I did because I didn't realize that, you know, a third of the world population struggles with
0: sleep issues. So I'm not the only one. No, you're not. You're definitely not. <laughs> Amazing. So i um... When you made the decision to take this this solution that you had found and this research and this work that you had done and create it into a business, were you at that stage still in full-time employment elsewhere or was this kind of, were you freelancing? What what was the situation there? Yes, um,
1: absolutely still working (laughs) full-time because, uh, well, actually I should really uh, go back and explain uh, the beginning of the journey, which still feels like the beginning, by the way. I knew that um, I was thinking about sort of career longevity and sort of how things could evolve and and what what was interesting to me is to start uh, developing my entrepreneurial skills, even if I was in full-time employment, because I knew that this is something that workplaces and employers like and want. uh, I mean, to a certain degree, because sometimes you you work within, you know, political constraints and, you know, you you can't necessarily do what you want. But having a sense of initiative and uh, being a creator is something that's definitely uh, valued, I thought, today. So I went on a career transformation and uh, career development course called Escape the City, which is in London. And, uh, and actually, they have chapters, I think, in the U.S. as well and in other places, in France and, and other countries. It was quite interesting. It was a three-month program. Uh, we were about 50 of us uh, in a course where we got in touch with ourselves and our professional aspirations and uh, got to know ourselves a little bit better and also uh, thought about the things that interest us, so the things that could be seeds of a new business, you know, a new business or a new career. You know, at that stage, I didn't exactly know whether it would be a business. I thought it would be more about, you know, how can I explore the full potential that I am? And how can I get to know myself enough to understand what the next, what are the next steps that I could take? So as part of this three months program with Escape the City, um, you go through understanding yourself and understanding what your interests might be, you know, in terms of changing your career or uh, starting a business, for example. But one critical stage was the ideation stage where you start thinking about what are the specific ideas that you want to pursue, either with your professional a career or maybe a business that you may start, and I had quite a few in mind, and some were uh, related to my my background, which is in media and entertainment, and uh, some were not related, like sleep, for example, or uh, mental health. I was particularly interested in Alzheimer's or alternative travel, you know, and, and new ways of uh, uh, being a tourist uh, in the world, you know. So I had I had a, a lot of different ideas, also around shared economy. Anyway, I, I picked sleep, uh, first of all, because this is a problem that I knew myself, that I, I tried to solve myself, and I'd learned so much about it, and I thought this would be a, a good starting point, um, you know, to, to, to basically develop a, a business or per- perhaps even guide me towards a career change, but I didn't quite... Changed my career or dropped my daytime job to do this. You know, I, I basically developed We Sleep as a side hustle. So still working full time and doing We Sleep as a side hustle, which I had to declare to my employer. So it, it, you know, from um, a policy point of view, you have to say if you're doing something else. So that's what what I did, and it was fine because it was it was not competitive with my main job. So it was something entirely different um and so and also it didn't impact on my daytime uh performance so it was fine so yes um side hustle is the way I started with this
0: (laughs) that's incredible mine started out as a side hustle as well and I know that it's a very common route to um taking that step into entrepreneurship because you have that kind of buffer and that safety blanket of having your full-time job and then you you can build or scale and just kind of test the waters, I guess. So when it came to leaving your full-time employment, are you, is it still a side hustle now? Have you left your full-time employment? And what kind of process did you go through when, if, and when you made that decision? I was, I made that decision a
1: little bit by force because I was made uh, redundant. And this was sort of like the kick in the butt you know, the butt to look into what else I could do a little bit more. Uh, But interestingly, at the time that um, I was made redundant at the main job, because there was a restructure, uh, I I also had an opportunity to publish a book. So uh, a publisher got in touch with me and saw what I was doing and was looking for someone to write a book about natural solutions and complementary and alternative therapies for for better sleep. And uh, this was right up my alley because this is what I was already uh, preaching and, you know, through webinars and workshops. So I was doing those and I am doing those uh, still in the corporate setting. So mostly supporting employees in the workplace. Um, So you'd have well-being and HR consultants get in touch with me so that we could come in and, and help them. Employees sleep better so they could be more performant, you know, in the workplace. And so um, they noticed that I was doing this and um suggested, you know, would you be interested in writing a book? Which was which was quite interesting because I am not a writer. And um, you know, and it felt quite daunting to write a book, you know, it's such a, a project. But at that stage, uh, I wasn't in full-time employment. And and then COVID hit. I literally Wrote this book during COVID, and you know all my activities slowed down anyway because these businesses were trying to figure out how to spend their well-being and health budget anyway. With with and everything got redirected to COVID uh, measures, you know, if you if you will. So I lost a lot of uh, potential uh, hires to do more of the workshops and webinars around sleep, and instead I redirected my uh, my energy towards writing the book and um, so this was also a very interesting process completely outside of my comfort zone in other words you know Um, but but it's here (laughs) and now it's available and it's done and it looks great and I'm really pleased um, to have been pushed outside
0: of my comfort zone and explore what I could do. That's incredible so because you said that you're not a writer but I know that this is something that you're incredibly passionate and knowledgeable about so when you were approached about writing a book was your instant reaction like this is really exciting but slightly nerve-wracking was it something that you were like always hoping to maybe have the opportunity to write a book or did it just kind of completely take you by surprise
1: (laughs) I'd say the latter (laughs) Um, it took me by surprise Um, I definitely had imposter syndrome English is my second language Um, you know, and this was about writing a book in English and, um, you know, and even though, so I've been, you know, I've worked in the U S and lived and worked in the U S and the UK for a very long time. Um, You know, I I feel really comfortable with the language, but still, you know um, but what I did have was my, my passion for the subject. And, and you're right, the knowledge that I've uh, accumulated over the years through my own experience Uh, And through my own research, but also challenging myself to learn, learn, learn. So attending sleep medicine conferences and, you know, working with academics and um, researchers and scientists to continue learning and also experimenting myself so that I I really come from a a point of view of understanding what the issue is, you know, and and, and feeling the, the results and experimenting. And so I felt then so um, honored, but also passionate about the opportunity to gather all of my knowledge, my experimental knowledge, and also theoretical one, and put this in a digestible way, you know, so that people could read without being, you know, too, too weirded out or, or too confused that's a better word, confused about um, the science of sleep and making it really simple and really directing it towards solutions, tips and options and therapies, you know, that that I find really supportive. And um, so I I, I thought ultimately it was worth doing it. You know, it wasn't an easy thing at all, Mm -hmm. but I put a proposal together in terms of a structure for the book and they asked me for writing samples so i did write a chapter so they could see what it could look like and um to my pleasant surprise they were all um supportive of it you know and it it seemed like it was exactly what they were looking for Amazing. so it had to be it couldn't have been put in my way you know in 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 on my path um uh, by chance you know it had to be an opportunity that i had to seize it it so happened that i was also ready for it yeah. Ready in the sense of having the knowledge experience and also the opportunity because I was made redundant and because uh, COVID hit and things slowed down. <laughs> so it was kind of like a perfect storm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It feels like everything just kind of hit at the right point to be able to facilitate this opportunity for you. But I think it speaks volumes as well of kind of the way that you approach the way that you approach everything from what you've shared so far is is that deep inset need for the knowledge and attending the conferences and learning more and more and more to try and solve an issue that essentially was something that you were personally experiencing. I mean, I'm someone who struggled with sleep for most of my life and I have, I haven't gone to a single sleep conference or anything like that. So I think that it's, I think that it speaks volumes of the wonderful way that your brain must work. And you're just like, yes, I have all of this knowledge. I need more of this knowledge, but it's also important for me to share it. Yes, but
1: it was important for me also that um, I was not trapped in knowledge and education and that I quickly moved to uh, practical, pragmatic solutions, you know, um, and, and this is why I also experimented myself with most of what I talk about in, in the the natural sleeper, you know, the, the book that I've written. But um, it, it, because ultimately, it's great to know a lot of stuff about sleep, but if you can't improve your own life or improve the lives of others which became not only a motto but really a a personal objective and goal for myself you know to help others sleep better it's that simple and that's what drives me every day you know this is what it it is my why you know as to what I'm doing today that's
0: wonderful and I'd love to know because this book Um, obviously, it was an opportunity that kind of maybe wasn't something that you had planned for from the start. But how has your business changed since you first set it up? Is it still very much similar to what you were expecting, the direction you were expecting it to go? Or has it changed significantly?
1: It is constantly in transition. From the beginning, though, it has changed uh, in the sense that in the beginning, uh, the workshops, webinars, uh, were for the general public. So I was selling tickets and renting a venue and organizing them. They were both educational, but also therapeutic with taste sessions, you know, so people could experience what would help them sleep better and learn from a practical point of view. And um, businesses started noticing what I was doing, you know, and invited me to come into the workplace to, to do the same. So from the general public, it then became, uh, you know, sort of a corporate uh, offer. Amazing. And so we'd go in for anywhere from an hour to an entire day to educate people about sleep and also introduce them to therapies and techniques. Really on the spot, you know, in conference rooms, <laughs> or <laughs> you know, in uh, in some of them had um, well-being days. So we'd be a, a bunch of providers doing almost like a yeah a work uh, yeah a well-being day. And then uh, when COVID hit, everything went virtual. So another change, you know, so whereby we were delivering knowledge and therapy over Zoom and Microsoft Teams and, you know, all of the other streaming technology solutions. And so um, obviously that changed the dynamic a bit. I mean, the good news is that we could continue and I could continue preaching sleep. It's obviously different to do it virtually than to do it in person, Uh, but it allowed also to have access to more people, geographically speaking, you know, and sort of widened the nets. And the opportunities and also people would be in there generally working from home while attending the sessions. And so when it came to the therapeutic uh, sessions, you know, around breath work, relaxation, emotional freedom therapy, hypnotherapy, all of these options, um, we were able to do them. Uh, with with all the participants, and they would they would be in the comfort of their home as opposed to in a conference room. So that was interesting. Oh,
0: you know? that must have made such a difference because you know, being someone who worked in corporate and remembering what it was like and how self-conscious you could feel when it was like you know group activities always entertaining um that having that option to actually try these things and being able to take action and try things out from the comfort of your own home knowing that you don't have Dave from finance stood right next to you I wonder if actually there is a more beneficial outcome from those sessions in a corporate context as well as in an individual context because there was kind of less um self-consciousness around yes I'm sure that's right uh that said I will I will really
1: I need to share that actually I was I've been personally surprised that over the years of doing these um these you know in-office workshops that actually people are really open about talking um you know about their experience with sleep surprisingly so really open um you know and and asking questions and sharing their own personal circumstances in front of a group which i was really surprised about i didn't expect that it's it's been very rare that um, i've had completely quiet groups that won't share their personal experience so i i found that interesting and, that, and this is, you know, in, in, in an office setting. So yeah. we're all together in one room. I guess it was also about creating a safe space, you know, for people. But but you're right that I'm sure that some people probably didn't speak up or go in as much detail as to what's going on with them. But but people are more open than you think when, when it comes to sleep. Um, so this, going back to your original question about what has changed, you know, so this is more about... Pivoting our solutions and our offer in a way that we could adapt from direct to consumer to business to business and from physical to virtual. So, this is what's changed. The other thing that's changed is that uh, with, with time and with the interest in sleep and sleep becoming a buzzworthy topic, you know, where you'll see the media talking more and more about sleep on press, radio, online, TV. Actually, the the opportunities have become a bit greater, but also the competition has become stifler, for sure. It has increased. So more people doing what I do. Yet uh, the demand increasing too, you know, and the market growing steadily in all aspects of sleep, you know, whether it be uh, sleep technology or respiratory device for better sleep or sleep tech. You know, you talked about uh, trackers in, yeah. your, in our previous uh, interview. So activity trackers and sleep trackers, for example. Relaxation and meditation apps, you know, have really blossomed and exploded. And a lot of them incorporate sleep as part of what they offer. And so uh, the interest around sleep and the solutions have grown. You know, so it's quite interesting to be doing this at this time. And I'm currently exploring what this could mean going forward. So, yes, I would continue doing the the corporate offer, you know, with uh, offering the, the workshops for the sleep workshops and webinars for businesses. Which I'll continue doing, but also what else could I do? So I'm right in, in that process at the moment, now that I finished the book, is, is trying to figure out okay, what could I do in this space? What could be my unique offering? Oh,
0: amazing. It's really curious, isn't it? Because although COVID has been such a mess, um, is the polite way of putting it, I guess, it's had such an impact. I also feel like it really has done quite a lot in certain areas for innovation because, you know, for the first time we had to slow down for the first time, we were all extremely aware of health and the impact that different health had, our environment, mental health and sleep, I'm assuming would have been a big part of that as well. So yeah, it's really, I'm really excited to see what does come next for you because given the fact that a book came out of nowhere when you were starting (laughs) It's yeah, it would be it would be fascinating to see what what kind of how technology can help and how this general openness and awareness is is continuing to raise up in such a specific industry.
1: Absolutely. And you'll, you'll be uh, perhaps pleased to know that I, I, I have to start somewhere. So the, the topic of sleep and the, you know, the potential uh, consumer or customer um is actually in all places it's a very wide net that I'm trying to catch and I've got to narrow it down and I'll probably start uh interestingly with entrepreneurs and probably female entrepreneurs oh amazing I'm here for it or self-employed self-employed you know um pretty much people like your audience you know who work for themselves Or who are thinking about starting a business, or who are in some sort of managerial position, even if it's not—you know—you don't have to be necessarily a senior executive. Uh, But it could be that as well. So that I'm trying to figure out how to support women um, like yourself, like myself, in particular, as a starting point.
0: Oh, fantastic! Uh,
1: But honestly, as as I'm developing the idea, you know, and (laughs) I'm I'm being told, "Why just them?" Like, you know, I'm not one of these, you know female self-employed or entrepreneurs and I struggle with sleep and help me too (laughs) so hopefully that would be that would start setting up um, helping me define a roadmap on how to expand my offering going forward but I think I'll start there because I think I understand the issues more intimately for now Mm -hmm. and um, and yeah we'll see we'll see I think for me it will be definitely a mix a mix of what I'm doing now and expanding with uh, with with other solutions that are accessible I know it's quite vague I'm being a bit mysterious with it all but you know I'm still developing what the the proposition should be it could be I'd love to sort of go in sort of beta mode where I'm doing something I'm putting something out there to see how people are responding by the end of the year oh you know, so that would be the idea yes yeah
0: yeah brilliant I think that well it's, it's interesting as well that you're going to start with um, the group that you fall into again so your yes. business is created to solve a solve a problem that you were experiencing? My own (laughs) problem.
1: Well, it's only because I've realized that I'm not the only one. You know i'm not and, and there are many like me and also it's just a it's just a, a comfortable place to start yeah. that said i plan and if anyone listening is interested um i will be doing uh interviews so that i can understand other people's perspectives so that it's not just about me at all you know that i i understand how people are approaching sleep in fact if you're interested and if you do struggle with sleep i'd be interested in doing that so i just do this interview where i, I get feedback so that i can come up with a proposition that is well-suited you know and and supportive
0: yeah. oh I'm more than happy to help with this I mean knowing the struggles of sleep yeah I I, yes definitely and we'll make sure that we pop all of your links in the show notes as well so anyone else who's out yes. there who's listening uh this is being recorded in oh, oh 2021 that's where we're at my goodness um <laughs> it's being recorded kind of uh May April May 2021 so if you're listening in like three years time Still get in touch. I mean, you never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, by then hopefully I'll have something ready for you, exactly. ready to go, that will be, you know, like a good product. But no, you know what? The other thing that I'm learning in this process is that even when you launch a product or an offer or you know your services, uh evolution never stops, right? So you have you always progress it. So yeah. we're in 21, 2021 today, but you're listening to this two years later chances are I would have evolved based on the feedback that I'm getting and, you know, the the, the context and, and that's what's great. It's sort of, a, I will start somewhere, but hopefully the, 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 the proposition that I have will continue uh, improving over time.
0: Yes, brilliant. That's fantastic. And I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, so let's talk a little bit around some of the branding and marketing that you've done within your business, because I would love to hear more around this. So let's start with why you chose the business name that you chose. Why did you choose we Sleep?
1: Yes. Um, well, in fact, my business is Libra Rising. But when it came to sleep, I really wanted a brand that was specifically identified with sleep. Um, and I... It's really interesting. So I just um, I went through a lot of different names with the word sleep in it, which I didn't have to. Some people go in different directions when it comes to that. Once working with uh, a focus group to get feedback on the name and also the visual identity. So the logo um, that became obvious that I should launch a website and start social media presence, which is what I what I had done. both to make myself known publicly. <laughs> this is what we can do and how we can help. And um, and also to produce and, and deliver content, mostly text initially, although I'd love to do more video and I'm starting to more, you know, do more video content. And um, but ultimately I I want to revisit this with proper budgets, you know, with with experts in all of these areas, whether it be content or visual identity and you know. Social media marketing. so i've I've been working a lot either on my own or hiring uh, freelancers to help here and there because you know it's just sort of the the start of a journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love your branding. I think that it's it's wonderfully calming and simple and very clean and open, which I feel is exactly what you want if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed about how your sleep is being affected and impacted. Um, and i think that yeah i from a visual perspective i think that it looks wonderful and i love the fact that you're building on it slowly at times that feel right for you because you know branding is always in my opinion branding can really help you get from one level to another level and it can do so much for your business but It will only help if you're in that stage where it's like, right, I'm ready to grow or I really want my my business to do something that it's not currently doing and your brand can facilitate that. Yes. But sometimes investing too soon can be challenging because it can trip you up as well. I mean, we've talked about how much your business has changed and developed since you you began and having exactly. a that's flexible enough to support that is, is essential, isn't
1: it? Exactly. It's, it's, it's doing the right things at the right time. And um, so I, I sort of grabbed the opportunity to use solutions that are available, you know, as a as a self-starter. And now I'm working with freelancers, you know, to help here and there on either marketing, mostly social media, uh, website and um sort of you know, graphics and videos, if you will. I still do a lot myself. Um, when it came to the, the visual identity, you're absolutely right. My, my number one thing was to make sure that the name and the color scheme and, uh, and even the logo itself looked calming and um, inviting and also natural and organic. That was really, really, and it still is really important. So I named my book, you know, the natural sleeper. So and, and and I'm all about the natural non-medicated options when it comes to sleep. And there are plenty. So I needed to convey this, you know, through the colors that I chose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like the cooler, the cooler side of the color palette is always going to be mm-hmm. that calm, that calmness. It's interesting, actually, because and um, yeah, generally you'll see blues and purples and those softer, calmer colors, which I think are very good for when you're in your bedroom as well. Like having those softer colors on your walls and in your environment help induce that feeling of calm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so you're right. And sort of generally pastel or, you know, lighter, softer colors are are more helpful. But I, I personally think it's an individual yeah. uh, decision and very subjective and it's whatever makes you feel calmer you know we all have a different definition of what that is and maybe it's your wall your walls all painted in black or I mean generally it's true that bright vi, you know vibrant colors are probably not ideal I what is ideal is to stick to natural natural color palette generally speaking that's usually what I would recommend but you know figure out what works for you
0: yeah absolutely I uh, when I was younger my mum repainted my bedroom for me this is when I was like a teenager <laughs> (laughs) And I asked for this. It was like a really nice, warm, soft orange. But we paired it with like these yellow and orange checked curtains, which meant that every time the sun, which rose next to my bedroom, like it rose through my bedroom window, it was literally like being in a furnace, both in the vibrancy of the light, because it was almost like the sun was rising in my bedroom where it just reflected off of all of this orange. So yeah, be mindful where the sun's rising when you're choosing to decorate (laughs) your, maybe consider those blackout blinds and curtains that we were talking about earlier.
1: Yes. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Um, Perfect. So when it comes to the way that you've grown and marketed your business, what would you say is, has been the most effective method for growing your business through your marketing?
1: I don't know if it's the most popular way, but for me, um, SEO has been absolutely essential. Oh, interesting! Um, yes, and 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 you know, of course, doing the social media, but in terms of conversion, you know, converting people from visitors to buyers, SEO has been the most effective one for me. And uh, and and I knew a bit about SEO. I have not yet, you know, hired like an SEO specialist to to optimize website or everything that I do um, because I knew I knew enough that I suppose my SEO wasn't bad at all because most of the clients I found w- told me, they found me through Google. So I was like, okay, that's good. And it, but it had to do about, it had to do with the quality of the content that I produced obviously on the site and, you know, the choice uh, in terms of text um, and image and, and the refresh and all of that. So I, I could still do much more when it comes to that, if I'm completely honest. Um, what I have not done as actively is uh, advertising span. I did a bit, but not not a ton. At the moment, like I said, people find me through search naturally, organically or word of mouth. Um, and but I can do a whole lot more when it comes to targeted advertising, you know to to the right people. So so that's what's worked the best for me believe it or not. I mean, I have to see now if the book is going to be a game changer or if doing video content will change, you know, in terms of uh, bringing more attention to what I'm doing in in different ways. You know, I'll have to see.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you whether the book had, if you, if you had noticed any increase or you had had clients that had come from um, the fact that they had found you via your book or vice versa. Uh, I'm not sure about
1: clients quite yet. But definitely a big increase to traffic, to my website traffic. Uh, Definitely a lot, a lot more requests for uh, interviews or podcasts or Instagram live as a result of the book release for sure.
0: Oh, fantastic.
1: So, yes. So, um, yes, it definitely brought attention to what I'm doing.
0: Brilliant. Well, and that's part of the point, isn't it? If, if if your life mission is to help other people sleep better, I think that is wonderful that the book's getting that, that traction, and it's bringing more people into your into your world and into your audience. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: Perfect. So I think my last question for you, other than a bit of advice would be, what's your favourite part of your business? I know it's a big question, but I think we all have those little moments where we're like, do you know what? This I think is my favorite.
1: Uh, actually, the, the answer is really simple. And I always get so flustered and happy and uh, just a real sense of bliss. Whenever I receive an email with some sort of testimonial or a uh, thank yous for having had a bed night, better night's sleep, you know, and where people say, I have been sleeping three to four hours a night for the past. I don't know. I can't remember when I had a good night's sleep. And last night I slept seven and a half hours and I feel great. You know, so there's just an example. I think that's one of the latest ones that, that I've received. Um, I feel so great when someone can tell me I slept well. that simple (laughs) it really is that's the favorite part of of what I'm doing
0: oh I love that and listeners if you go and um consume any of the content try any of the tips that Julie suggested or buy her book and implement anything from that make sure you email her and let her know because you now know that you are literally going to make her day
1: (laughs) yes yes it makes my day and I can't it, it never it never gets old you know so this, this was from the beginning, my mission and my purpose anyway, um, but having that validation and knowing that I'm able to help and, and, and hearing it from them without prompting anyone to giving me that feedback is really my favorite part of, of growing this business and doing this business.
0: And what a wonderful part it is as well, because yeah, so all the warm fuzzies to know that the impact yes. you're wanting to make is happening for people out there, glorious. Absolutely love that. So the last question that I have for you today is from everything that you've shared and everything that you've experienced on your entrepreneurial journey through creating your business and growing and scaling and adapting, what would be the one piece of advice that you would share with any of the listeners out there who are kind of starting their businesses or looking to grow their businesses and are just looking for a little bit of advice?
1: It's always difficult to narrow anything down to one. <laughs> I'm like, the I'm, I'm a person of many of, you know, and just narrowing it down is hard. I mean, I think one lesson learned for me was about living and working publicly, which is a concept that I've learned when I did the Escape the City program, the Career Transformation program. And I'm kind of a private person. So the idea that I would put out to the world what I'm about and what I, you know, what I have to offer and be very public about it. Um, it was always a difficult one, and I realized that obviously when you link that with your purpose, you know, your mission in terms of your work or your business or you know your ambitions, uh, actually it makes sense to share with the world, and it helps you get noticed. And if you think about what I've said earlier, the opportunities that I've had, you could say were by luck or by chance. But actually, maybe they weren't. Maybe they were because I decided to share publicly what I was doing, you know, and be really open about it. And I was noticed, you know, and it's never something that I thought was a given being noticed, you know, everybody dreams of being noticed for whatever, but it's not that easy, you know. Um, So I think living publicly helped me. Uh, get the book deal. It helped me um, you know get uh, companies and and clients interested in what I was doing. So so that that's one one learning for me that was really important. The other one has been very much about being a constant learner and learning learning learning. and and in today's world, you know with with lots of uh, resources available online or through webinars, and, you know, virtual sessions, I'm just amazed at how much I've learned, especially in the past year and a half since the pandemic. And all of these solutions uh, that are there to support what you want to do in business, you know, whether they be self-serve for the most part, quite easy to use. Um, So learning and tapping into the resources that are available to you, that's also something that I would would, uh, advise, you know, anyone looking to to grow and improve
0: those are excellent pieces of advice I I absolutely love I love learning I love learning about all sorts of things which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast (laughs) so I can come and learn from other people as well on different topics but I think that exactly what you were saying there is like always expanding your knowledge but also being visible is such an integral part of business and it can feel overwhelming but it doesn't have to be if you're showing up and talking about the stuff that you're super passionate about that you know can make a difference then people the right people will hear you and they will make you know those are where the opportunities start to show up and yeah
1: yes and but it is also combined with what you're doing which is around bright identity and and, you know marketing and so it's combining those two together but you have to start by yeah by yeah being visible yes yeah
0: I think they kind of combine to be honest as well because your marketing plan should support your visibility and your brand should give you the structure to do it consistently so yeah it all it's all blends into one glorious one glorious thing (laughs) that's right perfect thank you so so much for coming and sharing so openly with us today julie i always feel so so happy and so glad and so privileged that that you're that my guests will come and share their business journey so openly so thank you for bringing your story
1: with you. Well, I have you to thank. So thank you for having me as well. And, you know, for, yeah, about sharing the message of sleep, uh, but also the message of, you know, being an entrepreneur or, or starting a business, working for yourself, or or even if you don't do any of those, like having the courage to create change in your life, you know, around your, your career and your ambitions
0: I love that creating change in your life what a wonderful what a wonderful sentiment to end to wrap this yes. episode up on perfect so where can the listeners find more of you online so uh
1: wesleep.co.uk is the main website so we sleep.co.uk. a bit more about the book uh on the website it's actually part of the same website but the the address is the natural sleeper.com on social media it is at we sleep uk and it could be found on facebook instagram linkedin twitter there you go so um, yes you can find me on on most social media as well and um, if you want to email me directly you can do so it's julie at libra rising limited.com And if you go to the website, I think I referred to that email address as well. Uh, Again, get in touch if you want some tips, if you are interested in a workshop or webinar, if you want to be interviewed for my future ambitions and, you know, and be part of a a project, uh, a secret project to come, uh, feel free to get in touch as well.
0: Amazing. I will make sure that we'll put all of those links in the show notes so that any of the listeners can come and find you, they can find your book and they can hopefully get in touch with telling you how wonderful they're now sleeping, but also yes get in touch for any future sleep needs as well perfect so I'm going to wrap up the episode here listeners as always if you're enjoying this podcast can you please hit that subscribe button not only will you be notified when the next episodes go live but it does help support us to grow and invite all of these wonderful guests to come along and share their stories with us. So make sure you hit that subscribe. And until next time, head over to our communities on Instagram, Facebook and Clubhouse and all the links are in the show notes. And we can continue all of these conversations in the Brown Lounge.